0: Hop in and welcome aboard. It's your boy Lance Fernandez, and this is the Limahan Basketball Podcast, a podcast where we talk about anything about basketball, be it professional basketball, semi pro basketball, collegiate basketball, 3x3 basketball, and everything and anything under the Philippine sun. And I'm thrilled to announce to you that even though the, we have just barely started in our podcast, that uh, We are partnering with Globally Ballin' to uh, grow this podcast to bring it to more audiences and uh, hopefully uh, improve the production of uh, what we have started. So uh, 10 episodes deep and uh, we have already caught the attention of uh, these uh, fine people from Globally Ballin' and I'm very thrilled uh, to uh, start partnering with them in this uh, Thursday uh, afternoon. Uh, rainy at that so as uh, the rains are pouring outside uh, the blessings are also pouring in for us so let's see where this partnership will bring us I hope that uh, we can uh, reach more uh, viewers uh, uh, listeners rather yeah Um, might have uh, slipped my tongue there because uh, we're also planning to have uh, YouTube videos down the road hence viewers so uh, uh, Hope that uh, you'll look uh, up to that. But uh, for now, we'll just stick to audio. Um, it's uh, what we can do regularly. And uh, we're just waiting for um, more time to be able to uh, accommodate the uh, video into the podcast. But once again, uh, because we are now partnered with uh, Globally Volunt, so we're going to uh, inaugurate or launch uh, a new segment in our podcast, and it's called News and Odds. We're in. It's a rundown of uh, the headlines for uh, the day, uh, basketball headlines at that. Uh, there might be some headlines uh, from other sports like volleyball and uh, other big news um, in the world of uh, Pinoy sports, but uh, it will mainly stick into basketball. But at the same time. Um, We will uh, also uh, share with you the betting odds for uh, games, uh, be it in the NBA or in the PBA. And I'm not the one who is going to do it. Rather, um, given that we are now partnered with uh, Globally Ballin, so uh, I'm very excited and thrilled that uh, news and odds will be done by another person uh, from Michigan and the United States. So without further ado... Here's Aaron Aronson with News and Odds. Once again, thank you very much, Aaron Aronson, for News and Odds. So that will be a daily fixture now in our podcast from this moment forward. So for all you betting enthusiasts there, rather, uh, be sure to check out that segment for you to be updated with uh, the latest uh, betting odds and stats when it comes to uh, that facet of uh, sports. Also, we'll give you a quick rundown of everything that happened when it comes to Philippine basketball and other sports uh, in general that we deem important. So let's keep the ball rolling and uh, let's start with this. Uh, When you play sports, uh, be it basketball or any other sport like that, you usually start playing for fun because uh, you want to do it, you want to play, and not necessarily thinking about money. But up until you reach a certain point wherein you become one of the best of the best, If not, uh, you have that potential to be uh, transcendent and legendary in one sport. Then that's the time that you think about endorsements, you think about um, the money that comes in while you're playing because uh, you have realized that uh, it's your uh, God-given talent and um, might as well um, exhaust any opportunity for you to be able to Um, get uh, revenue out of it so that's why um, the best ones uh, always uh, do hard work they still go to the gym and they still uh, practice uh, hard uh, every time there is a session because um, they do understand that it can all be taken away in an instant And um, we start with a podcast with two different situations wherein money seems to be the revolving factor. But these these two scenarios are on opposite sides of the spectrum. So FEU in the D-League had a sponsor and unfortunately um, they let go of that sponsor because allegedly of... um, financial um, misunderstanding between FEU and that sponsor so um, allegedly what happened was um, the sponsor gave um, FEU uh, a check um, which is amounting to a substantial, um, substantial amount of money and when um, the team tried to cash in the check uh, it bounced so there's nothing in it there's nothing in that account and that's why in their succeeding game which they won, uh, instead of wearing uh, the uniform, bearing the logo and the name of that sponsor, uh, the Tamarows wore their own uniforms and won. So uh, let that be a cautionary tale when um, there are things uh, such as um, sponsorships and uh, ex deals coming to you especially when you gain familiarity and you gain popularity playing sports because um, these people will come to you, try to offer you these things, A, B, C, D, and E. And uh, once um, the, the contract has been signed, there could be danger lurking in it if you really don't know who you are pairing with because there might be smokes and mirrors in that deal. So let that be a learning lesson For um, all of the other teams who are trying to get sponsors, uh, regardless of the level, Uh, always check um, the financial capability of your partner and uh, always um, try to get um, the amount initially uh, promised. And um, as much as possible, do not budge when there's a delay because that could be a red flag. And in the other side of the spectrum, from that to this, we're in uh, Kai Soto um, posted in uh, his Instagram account uh, a prototype of um, a cap, a baseball cap, uh, bearing uh, his own logo. There's a letter K and a letter Z in that. And in another side of the money game of sports, uh, we cannot fault kai soto and his family for doing that because um the expenses of him being in america to train and to be the best version of himself is not necessarily cheap so that's why um they they have to do something to to get some revenue out of it and let's face it kai soto is uh once in a generation talent he has the height he has the basketball iq he has the mobility he also has the shooting and he is not uh, as slow as the other big men and the good thing about it is that um, he's just in his teens so there is much upside to his game but uh, that um, level will only be unlocked if uh, he will play with the best and he will play with um, people as as tall as him or maybe as strong as him and that's what uh, the U.S. training and hopefully eventually uh, playing in Europe would uh, bring him. And because he is a once-in-a-generation athlete, um, there would be—it uh, would be nice to to market him because uh, he has the personality and the charisma to be marketable. No wonder um, he already had um, a commercial with uh, a margarine brand and. Um, once uh he comes back or more importantly once uh he reaches the nba and get drafted uh, there will be an avalanche of sponsors coming uh, to to sign him so before um anything else before uh, those sponsorships and those uh, commercial deals happen um the family of kai would have wanted to uh, be in the money game early and that's why um, they have produced uh, their own brand, the KZ brand, for standing for Kai Soto. So they have uh, a baseball cap prototype already. So it's uh, highly possible that um, they'll have shirts. Um, who knows, maybe uh, he'll have his own shoe. So uh, that would be uh, a, a good um, cash flow, so to speak, for them. Because uh, he would need um, all the help he can get. Especially because um, the family has sacrificed so much just to be able to support him and be with, the, uh, be with him in every step of the way. So it's like uh, the family is also pushing all of their chips at the center of the table. But hoping that they'll get something back. And that's why they have this. So again, when it comes to money and sports when there are people coming to you trying to um, give you sponsorships or deals just like we did with globally balling. So let's come clean with that. There's no money involved yet but eventually there will be. Um, So always check who you partner with. Check their statement of accounts. Um, If you can check their financial status better to avoid situations like what happened to FEU. And on the other side of the spectrum, once you become one of the better players, that's the time you cash in and strike while the iron is hot because um, you will gain fan base and that fan base will support you as long as um, you act um, according to um, the norms and um, not to upset any of your uh, fans, then you'll be good. and. Once you have that solid fan base, uh, much like uh, um, Kai Soto has right now. Because practically the entire Philippines is behind him and wanting him to succeed. So no wonder they're pouncing on um, the opportunity right now. And they are um, developing his own brand. And who knows? Um, Not only will he gain revenue from basketball, but down the road in the long term... um, He can gain more funds from that merchandise and sponsorships that he will be able to do something good about it. Good for himself, good for uh, his family, but more importantly and hopefully uh, something good for the development of Philippine basketball. So the third season of the Maharlika Pilipinas Basketball League is fast approaching. Uh, It will start on June 12. Uh, It always starts on June 12. That's a preference by founder uh, and senator Manny Pacquiao, uh, shared to us by one of their uh, courtside reporters, Ms. Uh, Sheila Salaisai. So there's that. But anyway, uh, uh, it's now gearing towards its third uh, season and uh, it keeps on growing. It just added uh, another team from Albay. And who knows, uh, maybe more teams will be jumping into uh, the fray. But uh, while uh, that happens, uh, the current teams uh, are already gearing up for that season by uh, making uh, new acquisitions, not just uh, through players but also coaches. And uh, some notable signings uh, recently is that uh, former um, De La Salle uh, green archer Cape Montalbo is uh, joining the Makati Super Crunch uh, squad that is coached by a former Las Alas as well in Chola Villanueva. So it would be interesting to see how that uh, collaboration will play out. Also, uh, Arvin Tolentino of FEU uh, will be suiting up for the Patangas uh, City Tanduay Athletics. And um, over to the coaching side, uh, John Oichiko will replace uh, Giorgio Lastimosa uh, at the helm of the Patan Risers um uh, maybe last time also will move on to other coaching gigs or more focus more time with the Alex Road Warriors or in a few months time um delegate more time to FEU because he is one of the assistant coaches there as well and uh, also Chris Gavina is also um coaching uh, a team in uh, the MPBL and uh, he is one of the uh up-and-coming coaches and uh, he definitely can coach he can definitely motivate uh, his players and develop a solid game plan as proven with uh, one of those uh, semi-final games where in a uh, rain or shine head coach uh, Calui Garcia got ejected and Magnolia was leading by a huge margin Margin, but uh, Gavina was able to uh, coax uh, his squad to come back but unfortunately they just came up short and Magnolia held on to the victory. So, Gavina can coach. No doubt about it. Give him uh, a great team. He will be able to develop uh, cohes- cohesion amongst the players. And, uh, He will be able to bring in the victories. So, the MPBL is shaping up to be a league where, uh, if you are a PBA prospect, um... Sign for a few months with the league of complete one, se- one season. And then, um... You're off to prepare for uh, the PBA draft so seems like uh, that's the trend that is uh, going on for the MPBL that's why they can attract uh, some big uh, names as well uh, like Bobby Ray Park before but uh, there's nothing wrong about it uh, it makes the game even more exciting uh, but uh, for the MPBL to be more uh, operationally viable um, they have to do something with the format because it tends to drag along for 10 months. So one season lasted for like 10 months. And um, let's face it, there are games that um, might not be of interest to a lot of people because uh, the season tends to drag along. Um, the quality of the games are good. There are a lot of close contests. Um, best example would be the last game in the Lata Cup Finals. but. I guess it would be better if um the northern division would play against each other and then the southern division would play against each other and then uh you'll have separate playoffs and then the champions of the north and the south will meet in the national final so pretty much like um what the nba does so um they get rid of um competing against uh, all of the squads during the elim- any elimination round itself So that uh, shortens uh, the season a bit, which um, saves some operational money for the MPBL and also the uh, official broadcaster, ABS-CBN SNA. So because it's no joke, um, the funds that they inject to be able to bring the games to uh, the TV sets or even live stream, so, it is an exciting product, the MPBL, because it's uh, city against city, province against province. And um, you see the hunger of the players wanting to win. Um, just when you think that one uh, squad will come away with a victory, let's say they're up by 5 points with a minute left, then the other team uh, roars back and steals the victory. So, that's uh, highly possible Uh with uh, the parity in uh, the teams in the MPBL. So uh, that's why also uh, a sixth seed uh, or seventh seed at that uh, was able to uh, make a deep run into the playoffs. So the the product is great. They also attract um, top names. But um, for it to be uh, more... uh, fast pace, more exciting and um, so as not uh, to be dragging Uh, all of the northern teams I believe should play an elimination round amongst themselves and then the southern teams would also play amongst themselves and then um, the best teams get into the playoffs and then the best in the north and the best in the south meet in the national finals. So, it is uh, a good product to support. uh, Not just because it's basketball and not just because it's uh, city against city and province against province. More importantly, uh, it gives an opportunity to a lot of players uh, who uh, might have been forgotten or um, who are trying to uh, get a break but couldn't get it. And this is their avenue to showcase uh, what they can do and hopefully... uh, get into the bigger league which is the PBA and um, the MPBL has done that uh, with the likes of uh, Jesse Saitanan and uh, Pong Galanza and NLEX so they came from the MPBL and now they are in uh, the big league so that's possible it could happen um, once uh, they notice your game um, you could uh, be called up signed up and um forever you will be grateful to the mpbl for providing you that platform to uh, perform not just for the fans but um, for for the uh, teams in uh, the bigger league so i hope that the mpbl will be able to uh, sustain their operations for a long time but for that to happen um, they have to reduce some operational costs and they have to um, work on that format uh, try to shorten it uh, to, to make um, all games more relevant and um, to make every game count as well because um, when you have um, 25 games to play in the elimination round, seems like you can um, slack off for the f- first few and then be good in the next... Uh, like 20 games or so. So at least with a shorter format, teams would know that um, every game counts. There's little room for error, which makes the games more exciting and which uh, develops the players even more. So I'm wishing and hoping and praying that the MPBL will stay for a long time and uh, because of um, the excitement that the product brings. But for them to be able to stay for a long time Not only do they have to attract um, The up-and-coming stars or those who are seeking to make it to uh, the PBA but rather um, You also have to um, Cut some corners as far as the format is concerned um, Try to shorten it speed it up and uh, that makes it for a more exciting more fascinating and even more memorable uh, third season for the mpbl you're still tuned in to the limahan basketball podcast with me lance fernandez So, Bobby Ray Parks is uh, set to make his debut in the PBA, it's a long time coming, and uh, now that um, he will suit up for uh, the Blackwater Elite and the PBA Commissioners Cup, uh, his first game will be against uh, Morocco, uh, against uh, his uh, godfather, Norman Black. And um, yes, uh, Parks uh, poses some uh, matchup nightmares. Uh, once he comes into the PBA because um, he is a tall swing man who can also penetrate to the lane and also muzzle his way in so he has that uh, total package uh, coming uh, going for him but um, it seems like his stint with uh, Blackwater um, wouldn't be uh, that long there are some speculations that he might be traded to another team and um, there's a strong indication of that in terms of the contract that he signed and normally a uh, franchise type of players uh, first round draft choices the top picks uh, they usually uh, sign uh, the max which is uh, three years and uh, worth a uh, just north of about uh, 6 uh, million pesos. But uh, interestingly, Bobby Ray Parks uh, just signed a one-year deal with the Elite. So that's a short-term deal and uh, two years uh, short of um, the max, which indicates that uh, A, his uh, stay with Blackwater might not be long-term, that after that one year, he could be shipped somewhere else or somebody else could sign him because he's a free agent and um, number two letter b rather um, it could be an indication as well from the camp of parks that um, we're giving you this much time to improve the roster so it's actually a pressure for the blackwater management to make it good on the draft the upcoming draft and um, get the necessary pieces that would complement his game um, they just had uh, a recent um, trade for uh, trading away JP Adam which is one of the cornerstones of the franchise and so far it hasn't panned out for them especially in uh, the PBA Philippine Cup and uh, with Parks coming in so you now have that uh, leading scorer franchise player for you but that one year deal is like uh, him saying to Blackwater that I won't stay long unless you get the right people that would complement or would uh, jive my game that would uh, fit like a puzzle to what I can do so The Blackwater elite are actually on the clock for two things here. Um, Getting the right people in the next draft. Making some free agent signings if um, there are available people. And also on the clock on um, Ray Park's time with the squad. Because if it doesn't pan out, um, chances are he will be uh, wearing another uniform the chances of him signing again with the squad lessens and when that happens um not only they have squandered the opportunity of having one of uh the great or better centers in the pba and jprm but they are on the verge as well and uh, there's a possibility that they would just uh let go of Bobby Parks, Bobby Ray Parks, without getting a replacement in return or getting anything, a deal at like that or uh, players in return. So Blackwater has to do things right for the next year. They have to make good decisions, sound decisions. Of course, uh, it helps that um, they create um, a plan, a system revolving um what uh, Ray Parks can do because he's a dynamic athlete he uh, fills a lot of holes uh, in uh, Blackwater's uh, game but for now it's it seems like his stay with Blackwater is a rental it's not really a a lease or a buy-in but if things go well and um there's a chance that it could go well then Ray Parks would change his mind and uh, without hesitation once that uh, contract sheet is placed in front of him then he would have no second thoughts signing on the dotted line and extending his stay for the Blackwater Elite. So even if the Palarong Pambansa is over, there is uh, an article related to it that caught the attention of many. And it's from uh, the coach of uh, Team Pampanga and uh, Team Central Luzon at that, Coach Alan Trinidad, who mentioned um, about the banning of NCAA and UAAP players in the Palarong Pambansa. Uh, he cited the point where in uh, NCR, the champions of uh, the Palaro, were uh, represented by players such as Abadiano from Iloilo and uh, Alarcon and uh, Raylan Torres who are uh, from provinces in the Visayas and uh, also included in that squad is uh, Steve Nash Enriquez who hails from Cebu so if territory is to be followed then uh, these players should not suit up for NCR so uh, coach uh, Alan Trinidad does have a point Uh, in making this statement but on the other hand of course we understand that um, it's not easy being an athlete and because uh, you have a lot of people to contend with for that one spot um, trying to make the best of um, your opportunity to to make it to um, the big leagues or uh, first step would be make it uh, to college and get a scholarship then that's why Uh, they take this opportunity to be able to uh, showcase their skill. And that's why, on the other hand, um, Kiefer Ravenna uh, reacted that um, the proposed ban is uh, crazy uh, because um, you cannot uh, just stop off uh, somebody getting his breakers opportunity just because of such ruling. So, in one end, Coach Trinidad has a point that there has been an imbalance um, between uh, NCR and the rest of the regions. That's why uh, they uh, can easily uh, knock their opponents out. And on the other hand, uh, Kiefer Ravenna does have a point as well that um, it is... uh, a good uh, opportunity and a proving ground for these young ath- athletes regardless of who they play for that uh, they get noticed by uh, college scouts by the universities and hopefully um, get an education equality education at that for free so there's uh, two sides to the story here and both have their points but i feel like um this issue boils down to exposure that's why the young players who are talented uh and are being scouted are being brought to manila because well the bigger schools can afford it and it's and also because there is always this dream at the back of their minds that um the pba is uh, a possibility they're just one step away they're already in college So just one uh, D-League stint away and they can apply for the draft already. So there's that um, mindset uh, amongst uh, all the players who are coming up from the grassroots tournaments and hopefully uh, making a name for themselves uh, in collegiate basketball as a platform to professional or semi-pro. So exposure seems like um, the root problem here that's why they go to Manila to get exposed not just to higher competition but to be exposed to the decision makers in every squad so if that's the case then there is uh, one possible way to solve it if exposure is uh, the root cause of uh, this concern of them going to ncr from the provinces then why not uh broadcast the games um not necessarily on tv but on a live stream get live stream equipment some cameras switchboards uh, sound mixers Uh, these cost money but um you can start um with a conservative budget and then eventually improve your equipment as uh, the revenue goes along so you could start um, live streaming the games on Facebook on YouTube and then share that link so that eliminates the problem of you not being exposed of you not being scouted because the games are already delivered to scouts to coaches and to team managers they can already see at a glance, even though you are playing in Cebu and they are in Manila, how you do. And that's already game tape for them as well. If ever they uh, scout you or uh, offer you a scholarship, then they already have an idea of how you play because of all the f- all those games that have been live streamed. So scouts can still see your game. You can still bring attention to the leagues by doing good while not leaving your area. And more importantly, it levels as a playing field when it comes to recruitment that you don't have to leave the province and still play great basketball and get noticed because there's already video. So aside from broadcasting the games itself and bringing uh, the game closer to um, basketball fans... Livestream can also be an opportunity for those in the provinces to be noticed to build a name for themselves to uh, start getting a following and uh, hopefully um, That motivates them to work even harder and further So Coach Trinidad has a point Kiefer Raven has a point. We need not ban these players Limit them. Okay, that could be possible But total banning would be unfair also to uh, those athletes because they're just making the best decision for themselves. So instead of um, doing the banning or limiting or making changes uh, in how palarong pambansa teams uh, should be structured, then the best idea that we could come up with and doable at that is to have live stream in every game. Not only uh, is your game exposed, uh, it also um, lessens the cost for scouts to go to that specific venue because they already have game tape, and uh, match tape uh, from the live stream itself. So there's a huge opportunity here To uh, bring more games to the consciousness of basketball fans we just have to have the right platform for that and with that right platform we discover more young stars we uh, recognize uh, their game even though they don't have to be in the big city but rather they can be comfortably at home studying and then playing with uh, the other schools in their area and showing what he's made of that young guy and with that broadcast online the comments will pour in the appreciation will pour in once you do a great game and tell me if that wouldn't be noticed by scouts by coaches once you get that following once you get the people talk and once again, uh, once you gain that um, following, that hey, this young guy is great, and that might um, stop these uh, children from jumping to the big city. So there's a huge opportunity here for live stream. It might seem crazy, an idea of an idea. It might seem far-fetched but no harm if we try because bottom line these kids want to get exposure and if they can't get it in the Palarong Pambansa or in in just one avenue then let's create more avenues for them to be exposed the best way to do that and we have the capability of it now to have that live stream, show that game on Facebook or any social media platform and let that kid play, let that kid notice. And when teams uh, call up, when universities call up, it's now his time to decide on his own because that platform has been uh, afforded for him, and because of that platform. May he do the best decision for himself, for his family, more importantly for his future. So the San Miguel beermen were able to uh, do good on Arvin Santos's guarantee that uh, they will tie the CVs the PBA Philippine Cup Finals 2019 and they did in a convincing fashion by uh, dominating the Magnolia Hotshots 114-86 to and best player of the game who is also best player of the conference is uh, Junmar Fajardo who only missed one shot in the game so when uh, coach Chito Victoriano was even asked after the game about that feat um All he could say was um, they were lucky that uh, Junmar even missed one shot. But uh, Junmar really wanted that game. He was really hungry to win. And it showed with uh, his performance by getting 34 points. And missing just one shot out of 14 field goal attempts. And because he was uh, so good in that game, it changed the dynamic of San Miguel. And they reverted to that... um, team that is hard to beat because in game number three because of their dismal shooting um, their their play was in disarray that they tended to uh, play individually rather um, than uh, using the strengths of each other and because uh, Fajardo had a splendid game in game number four then he could attract the attention of two or three defenders And it opened the lane for the others. Kabagnot had a decent game. Finally, Marshall Astor had a decent game. And more importantly, off the bench, Terrence Romeo was able to shake off that ejection in uh, game number two. And uh, had a great game off the bench with 17 points. Of course, we cannot uh, discount uh, Stan Hardinger Christian uh, who had uh, 13 markers as well. So it all still boils to uh, the game of Jude Mar for San Miguel because um, he is uh, the core of the offense. So he's always the first option. He gets the first ball. So if he can score um, immediately or score at will, just like what did uh, happen in game number four, then it opens up um, the perimeter for the likes of Arvin Santos and. Kabagnot, Lasseter, and Ross to uh, exploit, and no wonder they had 116 points in uh, 48 minutes, which is a high rate uh, as compared to um, the average they had in their losses. Also, uh, in foreign factor: uh, San Miguel won the boards in game number four. Unlike game number three, where in uh, they were dominated 71 to 46 they had the edge in boards in this game and uh, Junmar Fajardo just had uh, uh, a field day in collecting those balls and last but not least they also had more assists 24 to 12 because again when Jurmar gets the ball down low and he could not be stopped then Magnolia would send in the double team usually uh, it's Sangalang or one of the guards from the wing would try to help and would try to um, even steal the ball from Junmar once he operates. So when that happens, that clamp happens on Fajardo because he was so good in this game. Then it frees up one of the San Miguel shooters and he can just easily kick out the ball to one of them and then they can drain the shot and that's an assist for them also their their ball movement was was better in this game uh their game was flowing the the ball was uh, being shared to a lot of people and it doesn't stop on one player for a long time that um there are times wherein magnolia has to uh look for the ball on defense that they didn't know what hit them so the series is now tied up it's uh virtually a best of three affair now Magnolia still has his strengths of course uh, speed uh, terrific defense clamping down on um, June Mar, and of course their advantage in uh, being uh, more shifty more mobile and making um, the big men of uh, San Miguel uh, defend them on the perimeter so it would be an interesting uh, series at least uh we are going to a game six uh, at least two more games left but um uh, with the way things are going right now this uh, chess match between uh, leo austria and coach Victoro, then that's an indication that we're in for a seven game series that it would go the distance who wins uh, we don't know yet because um both teams have been able to address uh, the, the adjustments of one another, tit for tat, uh, that no team has won um, consecutively in this series, that they would alternate victories one and three for Magnolia, two and four for San Miguel. So it would be a pivotal game five because that brings one team on the hill. Who is that team? We don't know, but um, I guess it would bank down again on key uh be it rebounding uh, second chance points because it's related to that and more importantly the assist if one team can domino- dominate those uh, three departments then they will likely be the winner of game five move one win closer to the championship and last but not the least more importantly gain the momentum heading into game number six And we've come to the end of another episode of the Limahan Basketball Podcast. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in. If you have any comments, suggestions, reactions, or messages to this podcast, feel free to do so via our Facebook page, facebook.com slash limahanpodcast. Facebook.com slash limahanpodcast. Once again, this has been your boy Lance Fernandez telling you, life is a ball. Do not give up until the final score.